his dominion to consume and destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Amen. And I want to talk to you today from this thought. Hold on. Just hold on. Amen. Just hold on. Father, we love you again today, God. Thank you again, Jesus, for your goodness, oh God. Thank you for your mercy. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, God. Let us not leave the way that we came, God, but let us change, leave change renewed, refreshed in the power and the anointing of God. And we'll give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. Hold on. Hold on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Throughout Scripture, you find constantly... uh indications that we should hold fast. Amen. In other words, Paul tells us to stand strong, to be steadfast, unmovable. Amen. We've got to hold on. Things are going to happen. Things are going to come. Amen. But we've got to be able to hold steady and stay on course. Amen. We've got to get a hold of this thing and grab a hold of it and not let it go. When we begin to look at the book of Daniel, many people have read Daniel. Daniel is a book filled with prophecy. It's a book filled with visions. It's, it's a book filled with uh, so much inspiration and encouragement. Uh, and throughout the book of Daniel, amen, we begin to look there and you begin to find that Daniel was taken into captivity when he was a young man. Him, Ezekiel, some of the other prophets, they was taken into captivity. But Daniel is a book that you begin to read and you begin to see the importance of holding on, even in your captivity, even in no matter what you're going through in life, you've, you've got to hold on. You've got to learn how to wait upon the Lord. Daniel's life is so much like, almost like Joseph's life. You know, you got visions, you got dreams, and as a result, Joseph went into prison and he uh, had to hold on. And as you see with Joseph and Daniel, both of them was elevated to a place of authority uh, in the realm where they were, in the, their enemies' control. Amen. And this, uh, when you read Daniel, you begin to realize that Daniel is a story to let you know when you begin to read that God is sovereign over everything. Amen. And that God will always win out over everything else. And this is why the Scriptures are so compact and tells you and I to not cast away our confidence, uh, which have great recompense of reward, that we have need of patience, that after we've done the will of God, we may inherit the promise for just a little while. And he that will come will come and will not tarry in the just of Got to live by faith, but if any man draw back, amen, my soul, the Bible says, well, have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul, amen. A 
And Jesus told the disciples after his just before his ascension that they would receive power and, and that they would be witnesses unto him and Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the whole earth. The Holy Ghost is designed to strengthen you, to help you stand firm and to help you stand strong when the things are you're facing and things that are coming against you. Amen. So that you do not throw in the towel. You've got to be able to stir up the gift uh, that is in you constantly. And the Holy Ghost is a reminder to you that when things comes against you, to not run, but to stand strong. Amen. As Paul told Timothy, to stir up the gift that is in you. Amen. Which was given to you by the laying on of hands because God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but He's giving you power. He's giving you love and He's giving you a sound mind. Amen. And so you just need to stir up that gift that is in you when you're going through things and realize that greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Amen. Paul tells you that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, instructions, and righteousness that the man and woman of God will be perfect, thoroughly furnished uh, unto all good works. Amen. There's enough word in here. There's enough promises in here that, as I said earlier, will make you want to run through a troop and, and leap over a wall. Amen. When you learn to wait upon God, amen, as Isaiah said, hey, you'll renew your strength. You will mount up uh, as wings, as eagles. You can run uh, and not be weary. You can walk uh, and not faint. Amen. Because God has all power and He knows uh, how to deliver them that are His uh, at the right time. Uh, Daniel said, They that do know the Lord shall be strong and shall do exploits. Amen. You are to be mighty in the Lord and in the power of His might. Uh, don't lean to your own understanding, Solomon says. He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart uh, and don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. When you acknowledge God, when you're going through things, He will tell you which way to go. He will tell you the directions that you need to walk. So don't lean to your understanding because there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. But if you wait on the Lord, if you let God give you direction, you'll be in the right path every time because I know the thoughts that I have towards you, said the Lord, to give you an expected end. And you shall go forth and you shall seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Daniel shows us here a vision. And Daniel says, what I saw, says it troubled me. He says, but I hid it in my heart. Because, see, there was something that Daniel knew would come to pass. He says, herein is the whole matter. He says, it troubled me, but I hid it in my heart. Amen. Because I got promises from God. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Amen. You see, he says that he's going to speak great words against the Most High and try to wear out the sinks of the Most High. Any of you ever felt like you've been wrestling with stuff and you don't know where it's coming from? You feel tired? Amen. You feel like sometimes, man, if I could just be like Calgon, get away and take a break. You know, 
So much seems to be coming after you. Seems like everything is, is bombarding you from every direction. And it's designed to, by the enemy to, to wear you out and to wear you down. You see, because when you're tired, he knows you can't think right. He knows when you're tired, you won't worship God. He knows when you're tired, you won't read your Bible because, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, see, if he can get you tired, he knows you won't want to come to church. Amen. See, his goal is to get you so tired that you won't even think about God, that you won't even have God on your forefront, on your radar screen. Amen. This is what he desires, amen, to do to you, to try to wear you out, Daniel says. And he's going to speak words against the Most High. Amen. Listen to what you hear out there in the airways. They're speaking great words against Jesus and the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and it violent take it by force. Amen. And so things are coming now after us that most of us at my age and your age, some of you, you never thought we'd see some of the things that we were seeing. But notice what Daniel had already told us, that he was going to change times and change laws. And we see that these things are taking place. The things that you and I at one time hold value and, and true. Now the world is changing the laws and how they're applied to the church and how they apply to everyone. Amen. I never thought I would see same-sex marriage. I never thought I would see such an elevation of this in my land and in the world today. I never thought I would see the approval of drug uses. I never never would have thought I would have seen the prisons to be overflowing. I never would have thought I would have seen half this stuff I'm seeing. Amen. And these things can trouble me. These things can compound my mind and my thoughts uh, to make me think what is going on. All the different sicknesses. Every time you turn around, there's a new name for a new sickness. There's a new thing going on. The children are rebellion and the schools don't know what to do and everything is going and it's all designed to where you Praise God. But hold on. He's going to sit. Daniel says, the judgment's going to sit. God is going to sit. Jesus says in Matthew 25, 31, when the Son of Man shall come into his glory and all his holy angels with them, and he sat upon the throne of his glory, and all nations shall be gathered before him, and he will divide the goats from the sheep, and he will put the goats on his right, and, and, uh, and the sheep, I mean the goats, the sheep on the right and the goats on the left, and I will say to them on my right, come and inherit the kingdom which is prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. For I was sick and you visited me. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was naked. You clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. I was in prison and you came unto me. And the word, those on the right says, when do we do all this? He says, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. The God is going to sit and there's going to be judgment. It's going to take place. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Amen. So we've got to hold on. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Amen. You've got to hold on to that old rugged cross that's so despised by the world. It still has a wonderful
for attraction to me. For it was on that old cross where Jesus suffered and died to buy my pardon. Amen. I've come to tell you today, you've got to hold on in the storm. You've got to get an anchor. You've got to hold on to that old solid rock. You've got to hold on to that old rugged cross. You've got to hold on when things are coming against you. When it feels like all hell has broke loose upon you, you've got to tie a knot and you've got to hold on because the Scripture tells you there's no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn for this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. Hold on. Change is coming. Amen. Paul says, this know also in 2 Timothy 3. In the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, proud, boasters, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, incontinent, as far as haters, despisers of those are good, traitors, heady, high minders, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, for such are they which creep into houses, uh, leave captive silly women, laden with sin, ever learning, uh, but never able to come to the knowledge uh, of the truth. Amen. He says in the last days, there's going to be some dangerous times. Uh, do you feel like you're around dangerous times? Uh, do you see what is taking place? Amen. But you've got to hold on. Uh, you can't let go. Amen. Of the promises of God. For they are yea. And they are amen. The writer of Hebrews 6 says, Beloved, uh, I am persuaded of better things of you. Things which accompany salvation. Though we thus speak, for God is not unrighteous. Uh, to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed unto his name, and that you have ministered unto the saints, uh, and do minister, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence of the fullness of the hope uh, unto the end, because when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you in multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he patiently endured... He received the promise. For men swearly, verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is the end to all scribe. But God, more willing to show the immutability of his counsel, fulfill it with an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we may have a strong consolation who have laid hope on the, amen, on that thing that's laid before us. Amen. Jesus Christ is gone before us, and we can lay hope. Why? Because he's an anchor. Amen. That's sure and unmovable. He's not going anywhere. You get a hold of Jesus and don't let him go. Jesus got into my heart. He got into my soul. I used to be all so sad, but now I'm happy, free, and glad because Jesus got a hold of my life and he won't let me go. See, he got a hold of Job's life and this is what happens when Jesus get a hold of your life as Job did. You get a early. You sacrifice. You sacrifice for your family. You sacrifice for your children. You sacrifice for your neighbor. You intercede. Amen. Because Jesus gets a hold of your life no matter what happened. And when Job lost everything, when he lost his material possessions, when he lost his kids, Job could still worship God. Why? Because
because he was holding on to God's unchanging hand. When his wife tried to get him to curse God and let go of his integrity, Job says, you speak as the most foolish woman speak. He was holding on to God's unchanging hands. When his friends accused him, Job was still holding on. Job said, there's hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and the tender branches shall not cease. He says, though the roots wax all in the earth, and though the stock be dead in the ground, he says, yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. you got to understand, as long as you hold on to God's unchanging hand, no matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, you're not going to give up. You'll still be able to worship. You'll still be able to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and you won't lead to your own understanding. Job says, He knows the way that I take, and when I am tried, I shall come forth like go. Amen. He says, My steps have not slipped. I esteem His word more than my necessary food. Amen. Job says, A hypocrite shall not stand before Him, but I'm going to stand before Him, and I'm going to see His face, for I shall see Him as He is. Amen. You got to hold on. Praise God. Joseph held on. When it was easy to get into bed with Potiphar's wife, Joseph told her, he says, I cannot sin and do this evil against God. Even though it led him to prison, he was in prison. And the prisoner guard found favor with Joseph. He put him in charge of all the other prisoners. In prison, being in charge of prisoners. Show you how God works on your behalf, no matter where you are. Amen. And Joseph interpreted dreams inside of the prison. And the butcher and the baker both had dreams. Amen. And that they got out, and they happened exactly how it happened. But each time they got out, Joseph says, don't forget me. Make sure you mention me to Pharaoh, but they didn't. But two and a half years later, God got involved. God moved upon Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a dream. He didn't know what happened. His mind was troubled. But then the baker said, hey, I'm at, yes, the baker, the butcher, he says, I remember well there's a man in prison that was able to interpret my dreams. And Joseph, that one that's there, and the Pharaoh brought him out. And Joseph interpreted his dream. And what happened? He was elevated to the second in command. You just got to hold on until God makes it better for you. Yes, you might find yourself in the dungeon. You might find yourself in places you don't want to be. But hold on. Change is coming. Hold on. Don't worry about a thing. God won't leave you. He won't forsake you. Fret not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. He's with you every step of the way. I will hold you by your right hand. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go across the river, I'll be with you. When you're in the fire trials of your life, don't give up because I've called you by your name. You are mine, saith the Lord. Hold on. And Joseph held on. Praise God. Held on. Daniel. Was cast into the lion's den for praying. My goodness, going to cast him for praying. 
Almost like that today, isn't it? Pray in school, you get kicked out. Pray in your job, you may get kicked out. It's almost the same concept. Think about it. It's almost being thawed to the lions. But Daniel still prayed. Knowing the law was signed, he still prayed. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen to stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. Amen. See, you got so many exceeding precious promises. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and whom I will trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the stare of the fowler and from the norse and pestilence. He will cover me with his feathers and with his, under his wing. I will trust. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. I shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilent walk in darkness, nor the destruction of waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine own eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall you. And neither shall the plagues come nigh your dwelling, because he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion in the adder, upon the long lions and the dragon. You shall trample on the feet. Amen. Because you have set your love upon him. Amen. He will set you on high because you have known his name. You shall call and I will answer. I will be with him and deliver him with young life. Will I glorify him and make known to him my salvation? Why? Because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumble and they fall. Though a host encamp against me, and this my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He will hide me in His pavilion and the secret of His tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me on a rock, and my head will be high about my enemies round about me. Therefore will I open His tabernacle, the sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hold on. Hold on. Don't give up. He's going to speak great words. He's going to try to wear out the saints. But hold on. Just cling to that old rugged cross. Then he says, much troubled me. And the next morning when the king came to the he says, oh, Daniel, live forever. Man, the king even started interceding for Daniel. <laughs> he was interceding for Daniel all night. He fasted and prayed all night that God would deliver Daniel. Amen. He wrote the decree. <laughs> God got into his heart. He got into his soul. Amen. 
And when, when, when the king realized, amen, that God was with him, the next morning, I mean, he come to the cave and he says, Daniel, live forever. He says, oh, king, you live forever. Amen. Oh, king, live forever. God has sent his angels to shut the lion's mouth. Man, they're pillars for my head. Amen. I'm not hurt, king. And when he brought him out, he took all those other guys and threw them in there. The lions, see, they was on a Daniel fast before, but now they're not. <laughs> Praise God. That went fresh air. <laughs> Praise God. The lions wasn't hungry. Paul was a prisoner. When you read Acts 27, Paul is on his way to Rome. And as he's on his way to Rome, Luke writes in Acts 27 that he had a great storm comes up named Eurachlodon. And as a result, they begin to throw everything out of the ship to try to lighten the load of the ship. And 14 days, can you imagine being in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea? I've been out there. It is nasty. (laughs) 14 days in the Mediterranean Sea. Heading to Rome. Storm. Black can't see a thing. Ships wasn't made the way they were then as they are now. And Luke writes, when neither day nor sun nor moon appeared, he says, all hope that we would be saved was cast away. Everybody on the ship, all 276 people. Can you imagine the boo-hooey? Can you imagine knowing that your life is over in the middle of the sea? But all of a sudden, Brother Denny, there was a man in shackles on board. Says, sirs, be of good cheer. <laughs> Because I believe God. (laughs) For there is an angel appeared unto me tonight and said, Fear not, Paul, but you shall be brought to Rome. (laughs) You're going to stand before Caesar. Amen. And he says, And so, sirs, be of good cheer. (laughs) You might as well. As a matter of fact, Paul says, Come on, let's eat. Let's have a meal. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just have a, a feast right out here on this boat right now. Amen. How could he say that? How could a man that's in shackles, how, what does it matter to him if the ship sank? Amen. He's a prisoner. But there was something that got a hold of Paul's heart uh, many days before. There was something back in Acts 9 uh, that got a hold of Paul's heart uh, when he was on the road to Damascus. Uh, there was something that got to hold the Paul's heart that says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is harder to kick against the pranks. There was something that got a hold of Paul's heart. It was Jesus Christ. He had gotten a hold of Paul's heart. He had got into his soul. He had got into his mind. And Paul was not about to let go. Why? Because God 
had given him exceeding precious promises. God had already told Paul, you will stand before Caesar, Paul. So Paul was not caring about dying out in the middle of the ocean. I come to tell you and I today, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm coming again to receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. You've got a promise. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what your circumstance is. I don't care where you're at in your walk with God. You hold on, because he's coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. He's coming back for you and I. One day the southern skies are going to split, and we'll be called away. Amen. So hold on. Don't give up. The promise is always yay and amen. Amen. He's coming. Praise God. Let's stand today. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm determined to hold out to the end. Praise God. Well, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation. For I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Say it like you mean it. I am determined. Hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation. For I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Say it again. Oh, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation, for I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. When I first found Jesus, something over me stole. Like lightning it went through me, and glory filled my soul. Salvation made me happy, and took my fears away. And when I meet old Satan, to him I'll always say, Well, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me, on him I can depend. For I know I have salvation, for I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Satan, he was angry. He said he'd soon be back. Just let the path get narrow, and he will lose the track. But I'm so full of glory, my Lord, I always find. And I just say to Satan, oh man, get thee behind. Well, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me, on him I can depend. For I know I have salvation for I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. This old time religion, it makes me sometimes shout. I don't have time to gossip, nor any time to pout. They say that I'm too noisy, but when these blessings flow, I shout, oh, hallelujah, I want the world to know where I am 
determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation. For I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Well, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation. For I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. When I hear the trumpet sounding in the sky and see the mountains tremble to heaven, I will fly for Jesus will be calling. There'll be no time to mend. With joy I go up singing, I've held out to the end. Well, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me, on him I can depend. For I know I have salvation, for I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Well, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me, on him I can depend. For I know I have salvation, for I feel it in my soul. I am determined. Do hold out to the end. Father, we praise you. <laughs> oh, God, we magnify you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. God, you are so worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all honor, God. I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your promises, oh, God. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your people, God. Continue to strengthen, Lord, in every place. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hopefully everybody's got a made-up mind. Amen. We're going to a better place. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget no Bible study this Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. But we'll be here next Saturday and next Sunday. Amen. Men's next Saturday morning, 8 o'clock for men's prayer and then God's grow. Amen. Then we'll go from there. Amen. Father, we exalt you again. Thank you again for your people. Bless them, God. Keep your hand upon each and every one of them. This week, God, give them a double portion of your spirit. Open up the windows of heaven. Pour them out blessings, God, that they will not have room enough to receive. Continue to let Sister Sue have a great report, oh God. We believe your report, God. Your report says we are healed. Your report says we are filled. And your report says victory. We thank you, God, for your love and your kindness. Bless in every place in Jesus' name. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.